0: Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wassalatu wassalam ala abdullahi wa rasulih Nabi'ina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'i Okay, uh, I wanted to ask, are we okay with those? All of them? Yep. Yeah. And we're okay with you. So, today inshallah ta'ala we have a brand new topic for our kids class, inshallah ta'ala. We're going to be talking about manners and the characteristics of a Muslim. So what makes somebody a good Muslim? What kind of behavior should they have? What kind of character should they have? What kind of qualities should they before I'm going to ask you the question, put your hands up. I'm getting there. Uh, kind request for the sisters side today, uh, because you're all in one room and we're not able to separate between those who are actively listening and those who are maybe waiting for their children. So we would just ask that if we could just keep the noise down as much as possible and just have uh, try to let the girls listen to the class as much as possible. I know it's difficult because everybody is in one room and normally we provide the sisters two rooms, one for those who are. And one for those who aren't. Uh, inshallah, we'll just get the girls' <coughs> the connection going, inshallah. I did forget. Okay, I did forget. I was going to say I didn't forget, but I did. So I have the girls in one ear, inshallah. So I can hear what they're saying. Maybe we can try that now. Uh-huh. So it should be to the should be okay now. Yep, yeah, connected very good. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And now we should be able to connect the those. So we are going to go. So we're going to do a brief introduction, inshallah, to why it's important to have good manners and good character in Islam. The Prophet ﷺ said in an authentic hadith, Innama salih al-akhlaq. That's the narration in Musnad Liman Ahmed. I was only sent perfect good manners. Now I've got a question for you. In Islam, we have loads of things, right? We have prayer, we have our belief, we have so many different things. So many different things in Islam. We have charity, we have uh, Hajj, we have fasting, we have good to you, being good to your parents. How is it the Prophet said, I was only sent in namaburik. The only reason I was sent is to complete and make your manners perfect. salih <laughs> al Girls have got an answer. Let's see from the boys. Yusuf, you have I? to your parents, excellent, being good to your parents is part of it, but the question is this the Prophet ﷺ said innama bu'ithtu, the only thing I was sent, the only reason I was sent is to make your good manners perfect so how can that be when there is prayer, there is hajj, there is fasting there is, you know, there is so many things in Islam, how can the Prophet say the only reason I was sent is to make your good manners perfect Okay, so to emphasize the girl said how important it is uh, to make it really important in people's mind. Okay, that's one option. Okay, go for it. Can we, can
1: we how, how poor people have to live life?
0: Okay, that's part of good manners, definitely, to look at how poor people have to live. You're right. But I'm not asking that question. I'm asking the question. Listen to the question carefully. In Islam... We have so many things, we pray our prayers, we fast, we give zakah, we go to hajj, we have so many things, but in this hadith, it's like the prophet said, there's nothing in Islam except good manners, yes Anas, because, I like the answer, if you can explain to me why, that's the perfect answer, Anas said, because all of it is good manners, but you have to explain to me why, How is all of it good manners? Ooh, two boys know the answer. Any girl, three boys have got hands up. Girls. Okay, girl said, good manners are everything. mm, I don't know. Okay, let's see from the boys. Get in there. You have to pray in a good way. Okay. Let me ask a question. Good manners. Okay. How you treat other people. Okay. How how do you behave towards other people? The Prophet said, "Ittaqillaha uh, haythumakunt al nasa bi hasan." Treat the people with the best manners. Is good manners limited to how you treat other people? What about you are with Allah. Is that not also good manners? What do you think? you think it is? What do you think?
1: Um,
0: yes, so how you are towards Allah and how you are towards people, all of it comes from your good manners. Your good manners with Allah and your good manners with the people. Your good manners with Allah is your worship you do for Allah. That's part of your good relationship, the way you have a good relationship with Allah. Your, your heart is to Allah and also the way that you are with the way that you are with us. Yeah, it's like far away, okay. So maybe your audio is on there, camera one. Okay, have you checked you actually plugged the audio into camera one, you didn't plug it into camera two? Which camera does that say on the side? Ah, your cables are in the wrong way, your audio's on camera two. Just change your audio to camera two here. Stand up, you're going to fix it. It's so, okay, we'll fix it. Okay, leave that one on there. Okay, now you've got that camera and that audio. Yes? No, no, no. Okay, is it plugged in? Let's find out. Is it switched on? Testing, 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 <coughs> testing, 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 testing. testing. Yeah, it's switched on. Is it plugged in? No. wasn't plugged in. just wasn't pushed in. Now good to go. Inshallah. Okay. It's alright. We have these technical issues sometimes. It's fine. Okay. Inshallah. Now it's going to start. It will be fine, Inshallah. It will be fine, Inshallah. So, we said that even how you behave towards Allah, of your good manners and how you behave towards other people is part of your is part of your good manners. And we we gave that for that the evidence of the statement of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in we say about why good manners are really important? What can we say? So give me some ideas. Why is it really important to have good manners? Good. Girls give me a good answer. They said they give people an impression of how Islam is. So it can be a way of da'wah for you. It can be a way for you to... Give da'wah to people because people will learn Islam through the way you behave towards people. Okay, good. Uh, who have I not heard from? Mubeen, I don't think i heard from you for a while. It's, a go
1: to
0: it's an opportunity for you to go to Jannah. I love that. Why is that so important? Because there is nothing heavier on your scales on the day of judgment than good manners. So good manners, weigh heavy on your scales on the Day of Judgment. It's a very good answer. Yes? Um, it's a way
1: to get respect
0: back from people. Okay, if you treat people well, they will treat you well. Sorry, uh, Aisha, what was that from your side? Because Allah ordered us to, you, to. And we've got an evidence that Allah ordered us to in the statement of Allah, Azzawajal, خُذ العفو وأمر بالعرف this ayah tells us that Allah ordered us Let things go Let pardon people Like Forgive people when they do something bad to you Let it go And command what's good Command what is good like Tell people to do what's good And if someone behaves badly towards you What should you do to them? Should you behave badly towards them? Them do their thing, but don't, don't, don't do what they do to you. So this is part of the good manners in Islam. And we know in this hadith, this hadith, the hadith of Mu'adh, in which the Prophet said, kunt, al al tamhuha, wa The Prophet gave three pieces of advice for Mu'adh. Three pieces of advice. He said, "Wherever you are in the world." Have taqwa of Allah, and do the right thing. Obey Allah, do what Allah told you to do, and keep away from what Allah told you to keep away. Obey Allah wherever you are, and follow up a bad deed with a good deed; it will wipe it out. So, if you did something bad, what do you do straight away? Afterwards, when you did something bad, straight away, what do you do? Yes. If you did something bad something bad. What should you do afterwards? Say sorry. sorry. Good. So you should do something good. You should do something good. What do you think? Ask for forgiveness. forgiveness. Yes. What do you think, Yusuf? Do a good deed. Okay, very good. So when you do something bad, do something good. And the third one, treat the people with the best manners. Treat people with the best manners. Excellent. So that's part of the importance. What else can you tell me about the person who has why it's important to have good manners? Why is it important? I like the girl's answer It makes you a better person inside and it, it purifies your soul so you can give an evidence for what the girl said in the statement of Allah that part of what you clean your you make your soul clean and your heart clean how do you do it by, by if you're a good person and you treat other people good you don't hold bad things in your heart like jealousy and hatred so you're gonna feel like what's the word you're gonna feel like to be a happy person, you're gonna feel like a person who doesn't get sad by what other people say. You're gonna feel like a person who your heart is light. Yeah, there was a man. This man, he went to Jannah. He was from the people of Jannah. The Prophet sallallahu said, "There's a man gonna come from over there. not over there in your Hadith over there. And this man is from the people of Jannah." So the man came, and he was nobody special a regular guy. So the Sahaba was surprised. Why is this man, the Prophet tells us, this man is from the people of Jannah. What's special? So one of the Sahaba said, I'm going to stay with you for three days. I want to watch what you do. Maybe you pray more, maybe you fast more, maybe you give charity more. Maybe there's something you do that makes you special. He spent time with him. And in that time that he spent with him, Spend his time with him. He said, I didn't see you doing anything special. You kind of pray the same way that I pray. And you, you know, you, you do what I do. What is it? Why do you think the Prophet said that you are from the people of Jannah? He said, I don't know any reason except when I go to sleep at night, I don't put anything in my heart against another Muslim. Some people, they go to sleep at night and their heart is full of what? It's full of, oh, this guy did this to me, I'm going to get my revenge on him. This one did this to I'm not friends with him. This one did this. And they have, their heart is full of things that stop them going to Jannah. Why even it could it even stop you going to Jannah if you are right and they are wrong? How could it? So the point is you're not okay So you're not supposed to hold a grudge And Allah said Be be patient with people Be pardon people Okay, But there's another reason A simple reason Which we studied in the the day of judgment Why having things in your heart Slows you down from going to Jannah Where do you have to stop Where do you get delayed Which part of the day of judgment will you get delayed at If you have in your heart We did it last week or the week before You're going to get stuck there going to be able to go past because you've got too many things in your heart against other Muslims what did we say the name for that place is? Anas did you have an idea who else is that? Yusuf has idea go on Yusuf, do you have idea that's very true, if you want Allah to forgive you you need to forgive other people that's very true, that's completely correct so what, that's what I'm saying. That there's a when you don't forgive people, something will slow you down in the day of judgment. There's a place in the day of judgment. Is it before the bridge or after the bridge over the fire? Who says before? Me. Put your hand up. Who says after? Okay, after is right. After the path over the fire, there's a place called Al Kantala. And that's the place where all the Muslims Who had issues with other Muslims Get sorted out All the Muslims that have anything is With other Muslims They're all from the people of Jannah But there's problems between them He did this to me, he did that to me So who will go past that the fastest Is the one that doesn't have anything in their heart I mean I don't, I don't mind what anyone did to me I just want to go to Jannah So that's p- also very good For what you said About the importance of having good manners it's the heaviest thing on the scales. And a person can reach with their good manners, they can reach a status of the person who prays a lot and fasts a lot. I mean, somebody who prays a lot and fasts a lot, someone could reach the same level as them because of they, they just have good manners with people. Does that mean you can't pray? You can just not pray and have good manners? No, because you can't go to Jannah at all if you're not praying. Right? But a person who prays loads of extra prayers, someone who doesn't pray as many as that person but they have good manners they could reach the same place as each other because of the, how important good manners is in the religion of Islam yes I have a question,
1: go for it um, do you know how um, Jesus or Asa yeah. he didn't really pray how did he get into Jannah
0: he did pray, Isa used to pray do you know how Asa used to pray do you know how Asa used to pray He used to pray like we pray. Like he used to pray like Muslims pray. Not exactly, but he used to do sujood. So even in their book that they mention about Isa, when they talk about the Bible, even there it's mentioned that he used to put his hands and his face on the ground when he prayed. He used to pray with his hands and his face on the ground like we pray, our sajda. He used to pray. All the prophets used to pray. All the prophets. Like Allahu Akbar Was not the same in every prophet But the idea of praying Was the same for every prophet It's a really good question Okay, So we talked a little bit about How important it is To have good manners How important it is to have good manners Okay Even there are hadith In which the prophet Sallallahu alayhi wa He said For example, he was asked What is the thing that most people Will, will make most people go to Jannah? سُئِلَ عَنْ أَكْثَرْ مَا يَدْخِلُ النَّاسِ الْجَنَّةِ What is the thing that most people go to Jannah for? He said wa The reason most people go to Jannah is Obeying Allah Obeying Allah and good manners Obeying Allah and good manners Let's try that and see if the uh, volume is a little bit better On the live stream now Okay Also, the Prophet wasallam. for example, he said I will guarantee a house in paradise for the one who leaves arguing, even if they are right. And I will guarantee a house in the middle of paradise for the one who leaves off lying, even if they're joking. And I guarantee a house in the highest place of paradise for the one who makes their manners good. (coughs) This hadith is a narration. It's narrated by Abu Dawood. So what did the Prophet mention? He mentioned a house in paradise for the one who leaves arguing, even if they are right. That's part of good manners, right? You're right, but you don't argue. Also, a house in the middle of paradise for the one who leaves off lying, even when they're joking. And in the highest place of paradise for the one who perfects their manners. And we said perfecting your manners has all to do with the different parts of Islam, all of them are to do with making or to do with having good manners. The Prophet ﷺ said, "Ahabu ibadallahi <laughs> ilallah khuluqa." The most beloved of Allah's servants, the ones that Allah loves the most, are the ones who have the best manners. How are the manners of our Prophet? ﷺ? You have to bring me an With an ayah. How were the manners of the Prophets? Who can give me an ayah? Or a hadith? They can tell me how good the manners. Go on, try. Always people. And always pray. Ask for are That's very true. That's very true. Do you know any ayah or any hadith which you can tell me to to show me how the manners of the Prophets? Hard question. Let me just see one thing. Let's just see how's my audio level. Uh, can you do me one thing? On there, can you just check me in my audio levels, please? It's just the bottom at the bottom here. Which yeah, you were right, you're right. Right there. Somewhere there is one that says audio. <laughs> <laughs> no girls, girls said idle kursi Idle al course is about Allah's description something about the manners of the Prophet ﷺ. Okay. Go on Very good, you gave me a hadith I'll give, it, I'll give it to you for giving me a hadith He gave me the hadith of Aisha when she said about the Prophet His manners were the manners of the Quran. That's excellent. I said a Hadith, girls. Don't get upset, Yusuf. You have an answer? Excellent. That's what I was looking for. You have the best manners. You have the best manners. That's exactly what I was looking for. You have. The best of the believers in iman The ones that have the most complete iman Is the one who has the best manners Excellent That's what I wanted to cover for that introduction Just as an introduction to it Now we can talk about manners in two ways Good manners And Bad manners were sleeping most people were sleeping good manners and bad manners so we want to talk about the things in islam which are part of good manners in islam and we want to talk about the things in islam which are part of bad manners and i have a long list here i actually have a list in my notes of maybe at least we have 50 different examples or different Words that we can give for good manners. And I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick, let me see. Today let's try and cover, if we can, five or six. Okay? But what I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to ask you to choose which ones we're going to cover. So I want now you to give me, everyone think of an example of something which is good manners. girls gave a suggestion let's hear an example of good manners an example of good manners yes Zach okay your good manners with Allah so that is like loving Allah and uh, sort of showing your like your need of Allah that's part of your good manners with Allah we'll talk about that today inshallah the girl said be good to your parents okay the girl said be good to your parents so that it comes under, perhaps it comes under the word al-birr, being, being good to your parents. Okay, excellent. Uh, let me see, I heard from you, I want someone different, I didn't hear from at all. Yeah, good manners to Allah, we spoke, but the boy said it. Yes. Yeah, respecting
1: other
0: okay, respecting other people. That one we have to kind of maybe divide it into which other people if it's parents, it has a name, and if it's our neighbours, it has a name, and if it's our friends, it has a name, and if it's our teachers, it has a name. But it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, I haven't heard from you today. Go on. Um, Being kind to your
1: neighbours.
0: Okay, being good to your, your neighbour. That's good.
1: Um, We're being very
0: general now, being good to, being good to specific things that are part of your good manners. Ah, she has one? Okay. Being honest. I love that one. That one we're going to talk about today, definitely. Being honest and trustworthy. Okay. Uh, let me see. Yeah. Being nice to your friends. Yeah, being nice to your friends, but it's like you're you're being like general. Let's go into something specific now. What about things like generosity? Being generous. Yeah, being generous. Okay. What else? do very good. Did we have, we had one from, yes. I, I'll, get, I'll get your names mixed up. Yusuf. Yusuf? Yeah. I got you right. You're Yusuf and you're Alawi, right? I got you the right word. Right. Okay, Yusuf. Um, yeah, I, that's very true. That's from good manners. <laughs> is being someone who is uh, like a happy person who smiles at people, who is easygoing. What about being like gentle with people and easygoing with people, forgiving people? Is your hand kind Being humble. What does that mean?
1: <laughs> it means like accepting m- mistakes that you did and people telling you that you So humility,
0: did. the girl said. What, else, what does it mean, Muhammad? It means that like,
1: if you m- made a mistake and somebody corrected you, and you say, okay, I did make a mistake. Yeah, if, so if so, you made
0: a mistake and somebody corrected you, you admit and you say, yeah, I did make a mistake. So not being proud. Not being proud. Okay, very good. Excellent. Okay. Your hand, falling respecting the people, that are older than respecting you. people that are older than you. Yes. Ask Allah
1: for
0: asking for, for constantly going back to Allah and asking for forgiveness. I like it. Yes. Oh, that's good. I like that one. Respecting the masjid. So respecting the things that Allah told you to respect. Yes. I couldn't hear you. You have to shout after stuff. So that's like amana, like what you said before, like about being trustworthy and having amana. It's excellent. We're going to talk about that, inshallah. Uh, yes? Being generous. Generous, yep.
1: Yeah. Being, honest to, honest
0: to being honest to everybody. Being honest. Yes, go on. Yeah. yeah, respecting the things that Allah told you to respect, like the Quran and the Masjid. Very good. Okay. All right, guys, which one can we start with first? The first one I want to start with. being honest and trustworthy and this was a suggestion we had from the back, it very good being honest and trustworthy and really what the word amana is the word amana, it really means that your heart isn't isn't scared with something you left with that person or something you trusted that person you don't have a worry about them. Your heart is settled with that person. That's what the scholars they said. The word amana it means It means It means that your heart is settled with that. You don't, you don't worry about it. That's what it means, origin. Origin. And then it's used for, it's used for someone or you trust someone with okay what you trust someone with is also called it's also called anamana so in islam Mm -hmm. what it is is everything that you have been trusted to do and given to keep safe everything you've been trusted to do and everything you've been given to keep safe So it means that the person is trustworthy with what they've been asked to do and what they have been asked to keep safe for other people. And now, I'm gonna show you how manners comes into everything in Islam. We said that amana, your trustworthiness is part of good manners, right? So that means that you've been asked to do something. Like I've said, that To write notes for the class and give them to me at the end. So I trusted Abdullah to do that. Agreed? I gave him a responsibility. And he kept that responsibility and he did his job. So he's a person of aman, that's good manners. He was given a job, he did the job he was given. Or I give, let's say, for example, my car key to somebody, and I say, There's my car key. Look after it, don't lose it And the person looks after it And they don't lose it And they give it back to me Without damaging it Or without doing anything bad That's amanah as well Isn't your whole religion All of it To do with being trustworthy? Because isn't it that Allah Has asked you To be trustworthy In, in what Allah has given you as well? It's true Because Allah said Allah gave the responsibility of Islam So Allah calls his sharia His religion Allah calls it an aman Being Muslim is a responsibility Allah has given it for you to keep this religion And for you to do what you've been told And for you to practice what you've been given Now you have to do your job You have to fulfill that responsibility And the people who do it properly Allah rewards them with paradise Because they were given a responsibility by Allah and they did what they were given They did a good job with it They looked after it, they took care of it They took care of the rules that Allah Told them to take care of Like the hadith of Abdullah ibn Abbas If you look after what Allah told you To take care of and you guard what Allah Told you to guard, Allah will guard you and look after you And take care of you So your whole religion Is all aman now who was known as who was given the, the name or the nickname or the title al-ameen the most trustworthy person who was given this go on muhammad go the, prophet. the prophet muhammad sallallahu even before islam he was known for his aman that anybody who left something with him he will give it back to them exactly how they left anyone who gave him a job to do he will do the job exactly as he was given it to do and the person doesn't have any worry they know in their heart this is a trustworthy person do you think now today people are becoming less trustworthy mm-hmm. did we not mention it as a sign from the signs of the day of judgment uh, I think we, did. we did right we said the si- one of the signs of the day of judgment is that people will stop being trustworthy until will eventually say, we should travel to that other city because there's one person in that other city who is trustworthy. That's how bad it will get, that there's nobody in a whole city who you can trust. So it's really important for us to be trustworthy people. And like we said, trustworthy people really comes down to two things. It comes down to what you've been asked to do and what you've been the things you've been asked to keep safe, you keep, safe, keep them safe and you don't uh, take them for yourself. You look after them, you keep them safe and you give them back to the person how they gave them to you. And the second thing is when you've been asked to do something like given a responsibility, like I'm trusting you to lock the door tonight or I'm trusting you to take this responsibility or I'm trusting you to come early and put the lights on or something like that. You've been asked to do something do what you've been asked to do and the person shouldn't be worried about it, they shouldn't be thinking "Oh, they're not going to do it maybe they won't do it, they're going to know this is a person, when I ask them to do something, they do what I asked exactly like they promised and when I give them something to look after, they look after what I've been what they've been given and they don't do anything they give it back how it was, yes no, if it's something haram then you're not you shouldn't take the amanah to begin with. You shouldn't take that, that thing to begin with. Yeah? Yeah, if you don't know about something, you don't know about something. Because what Allah said comes first, right? It's more important than what people ask you to do. Okay. Allah commands you If you've been given something to keep safe You keep it safe And you give it back to the person Who gave it to you safely Or if you've been given a responsibility You fulfill your responsibilities properly And you do what you've been told And that's SubhanAllah such a hard thing to do It's such a hard thing to do In our time And it's so easy for people not to take it seriously It's very important. Okay, so we spoke about amana. We should also, in this time, speak about honesty as well. That should also be part of what we what we speak about. So truthfulness and honesty, and it goes together with al aman. So now we're going to talk about asidq. We're going to talk about being truthful. We're going to talk about being truthful. What do we? To be truthful, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. He said, "Wa kunu nasadik." Be with the people who are truthful. And Allah said, "Wameyutayilaha wa al-Rasul, faulayk ma'al aladin an'amalahu 'alayhim min al-Nabiin wa al That the people who are on the straight path, they are. The prophets and the truthful people, and Allah Azza said, "Qaala Allahu haada yomu yam fausadiqina said This is the day when the truthful people will benefit from their truth, from being truthful. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, "Inna muslimina wa muslimat muslimatin wa al-Mu'minina wa al-Mu'minatin wa al wa qanitat wa sadiqina sadiqat Allah promised the people who are truthful, the men and the women, عَدَّ اللَّهُ And Allah is going to give them a great reward. We should also talk about the opposites what's the opposite of being truthful? Yes, Mubin. Lying. Do you know what the Prophet said? The Hadith, the Hadith of Abdullah bin Mas'ud He said, "Inna al-Sidqa yahdi ila al-Birr, wa al-Birr Rajula, the the Rajula He said, Being truthful leads you to being a good person, I any mean, he being a, a really good person. And being a good person leads you to Jannah. And a person keeps on telling the truth until Allah writes their name as being from the Siddiqeen, the very truthful people like Abu Bakr as And someone who lies, it leads them to doing bad things. And bad things lead you to the fire. And a person keeps on lying until Allah writes. Like who is the example of Kadaab? Like the shaytan, like Iblis. Yeah? Hatta yuktaba inda Allahi? They're written as a liar in the sight of Allah. So when you tell the truth, it leads you to doing good things. And when you do good things, it leads you to Jannah. And when you lie, it leads you to doing bad things. that's why the prophet said he said that the characteristics that there are characteristics there are that if these things are in a person they have the characteristics of a hypocrite the characteristics of the hypocrites are either had they lie. If they speak, they lie. And when they make a promise, they break their promise. And when they're given a amana, given a responsibility, they betray, they don't fulfill their responsibility. They don't do the right right thing with it. They don't do the right thing with it. So now this is going to lead us to one more of the good qualities that we're going to talk about. This might be the last one we might to talk about today, which is keeping your promises. That's one of the good manners that we aim to have. A person keeping their promises. Being somebody who keeps their promises. When you make a promise, you have to keep that promise that you made. This is a difficult one, right? The first thing about this is you shouldn't make too many promises to people that's true. Yeah. Like if you make too many promises to people, you might promise things you can't do. So you shouldn't make too many promises to people. Okay? But if you make a promise to somebody, you should try your very best to fulfill that promise. Sometimes you can't. You just got stuck and you can't do it. So you apologize to them and you ask them to forgive you. And you tell them you couldn't fulfill that promise. But when you make a promise, you should try your <coughs> best of truthfulness and it's part of and part of responsibility as well that you when you make a promise you stick to your promise and that's what Allah tells us about himself Allah <laughs> Allah doesn't break his promise and Allah doesn't like for us to break our promise and that's why the Prophet he made breaking They break their promises and they don't tell the truth, and they when they're given a responsibility, they break that, they don't they don't keep that responsibility safe. They don't give it back to the person safely. We spoke today about these three things. We spoke about the importance of good manners and we spoke about truthfulness, amana, and keeping your promises. Okay? And we spoke also about What's the opposite of amanah, of being trustworthy? What's the opposite of being trustworthy? No, it's not lying. That's the opposite of being truthful. What's the opposite of being trustworthy? Untrustworthy. Untrustworthy, Yeah, being untrustworthy. This is what we call khiyana. Yeah, like betraying people's trust and being untrustworthy. People being scared. If I leave even a coin with this person, I I will not see it again. Or if I ask this person to do one thing, I have no belief they're not going to do it for me. And the opposite of truthfulness is lying. And is Allah truthful? No one is more truthful than Allah. Allah is the most truthful in what he says. So we should try to be truthful in what we say. Okay. And we spoke about keeping your promises because Allah doesn't break his Allah does not break His promises. And Allah wants us to be people who keep our promises, who are truthful in what we say, and who we don't lie. We said about lying that lying small lies leads to big lies. And big lies leads to a person not believing in Islam. As the Prophet and told us, <laughs> the person is written that they are the biggest kind of liar. So it's really important. And what did we In the middle of Jannah, for the one who leaves what? Lying, even when they are joking. Yeah? Leaving off lying, even when you're joking. A lot. What is lying, by the way? Can anyone tell me what is lying? It's a tough question. So you, what what would you? How could you explain that? Like in a way that covers every kind of lie. You said something that blaming. Blaming. Yeah, blaming is definitely one type of it. You said something that. Yes.
1: Don't
0: tell the truth. Yeah, you said something that isn't true. Now, why I say don't tell the truth? I wanted to be really really careful on this one. You said something that isn't true, because there are two types of lie. There's deliberate lie. Line. In Arabic, lying is just al-ikhbaru khilaf You tell someone something that isn't what is really true You might do that deliberately You might do that accidentally You might not do it deliberately You might do it deliberately You might do it accidentally In Islam, the one that is blameworthy Is deliberately saying something that isn't true Are there any exceptions to that? Yeah, there are There are types. The Prophet allowed, but very, very few. Like he allowed in the time of war. If you're fighting a war against someone, you can lie to your enemy about your plans. You You don't tell them I'm going to attack you tomorrow exactly one o'clock. So be ready. And I'm very truthful. And you're allowed to attack them at twelve o'clock or like you're allowed to tell them in a war. But this is so serious. It's such a serious thing for something. Told you the truth, but he's the big liar. That is shaitan. That's the shaitan. So, this is what we wanted to talk about today from good manners, truthfulness, and keeping your promises, and fulfilling your responsibilities and the things you are trusted with. And we spoke earlier about the importance of good manners in Islam. InshaAllah, we're going to continue our topic of things which are good manners with some of the other suggestions i think we had a suggestion of being good to your parents we had um helping each other we had being someone who is friendly and outgoing and smiling at people we had generosity all of those inshallah we're going to talk about in the next coming lessons and we're going to talk about the opposite of those and why it's bad okay we have time for questions for five minutes inshallah yes amazing question okay someone who is not a muslim and they keep their promises do they get reward they get reward but the question is where do they get reward do they get it after they die or before they die what do you think muslims we get our reward where inshallah we get it in, in gender, right we get our reward in paradise they get it before Money in this dunya, some a nice house, a nice car, a good friend, but Allah won't give them in the hereafter unless they become Muslim. If they become Muslim, then Allah will reward them for the good things they did, even before. So somebody who is not a Muslim, if they did good before their Islam, if they become Muslim, all the good they did it's kept for them. And all the bad they did is wiped out. But if they don't become Muslim, the only reward they get for the good they did is in this world, in this life. They don't get anything in here hereafter. Yes. Um, if you're Muslim
1: and if you um like um don't want to keep your promises, do you still get reward?
0: You can get reward for other things, but you can get a big punishment as well if you don't keep your promises. So the the biggest sort of the most important promise is the one where you say to someone, I promise you. But even if you say to somebody, I will do this for you, then that's a promise. Um, you should try to always say, inshallah, right? Whenever you're gonna do something, you should you shouldn't say I'm gonna do something tomorrow, you should say if Allah will, inshallah, if Allah will. So Try not to say to people, for example, oh, I will definitely do that for you. That's a promise if you say to somebody, I'll definitely do that for you. But if you say to someone, look, you know, I'll try, Charlotte, let's see, maybe I'll be able to do it, I'm not sure. But try not to make lots of promises to people because that leads you to breaking your promises. Yes. So you have to be careful about the lying that leads to lying but you can tell someone the truth and then make an intention i will not lie about it again so you you it's really important the little lies are what makes the big lies come don't get in the habit of telling little lies like even when you're joking don't make in the habit that don't make yourself in the habit of telling little lies because those little lies become big lies
1: Yeah, that's a hard
0: one, that's a hard one. I understand completely what you mean. When you made a, uh, when you made a promise, and, uh, one second, let's, I think this is the one. Yeah, I, I saw the okay, Can you, can the girls hear me? Yeah, sorry, I had a bad connection. Okay, so, sorry, who was the last one? Yeah, and then they, yes, and then they go away. I remember your question. So it's that one. If if some, if some you made a promise to someone, but then they go away, what can you do? So the first thing you can do is, you can try to fulfill the promise you made. But if you can't do that because you promised you would meet them tomorrow and they've left or something like that, then you can make du'a for them, you know, and you can also make an intention that if they come back, you will fulfill that promise for them. Does that, Does that make sense?
1: one second on the girl side. My,
0: yeah? <laughs> well, I don't know the answer to that question. The girls asked a very, very difficult question about who is a bigger liar, the Shaitan or the Dajjal. And they are both. They are both. you know that he would get upset and you don't want to make him upset no you, sh- you can't lie to him for that you have to tell the truth even if he gets upset it's better for him to get upset and then you to say sorry than it is for you to lie but bear in mind I mean, lying is when you tell something that's not true if you just don't tell something that's not that's not necessarily lying okay, Good. okay. of judgment even that when you did something bad to a non-muslim you can you can get a punishment for that that can happen to you because of that but they won't have any good deeds to, to like for them it doesn't like they will not have good deeds because they in the end they, they there's no way for them to go to gender but you know you will still have to answer for the things you did to them that were wrong okay i've got a question from the girls which is They ask the question, why is prayer important? Why is it important for us to pray? And I think it's an extremely important question. I'm gonna answer this from two or three different ways. The first is praying is what makes you a Muslim. The Prophet said, <laughs> The difference between us is us and them. Us is the Muslims. Them is the non-Muslims. Is the prayer. And whoever leaves it has disbelieved. Praying is the difference between a Muslim and a non-Muslim. The second thing is that praying is really important because we need Allah. We need Allah to help us. How can we live if Allah doesn't help us? We need Allah to help us. So when we pray, we get nearer to Allah and Allah answers our dua and we need that. Thirdly, pray and it's important because Allah deserves to be worshipped, that's why we were created, we were created to worship Allah and Allah deserves us to worship him, so we have to do what is uh, the right thing to do which is to worship Allah and to pray, prayer is also important because in our life as Muslims Mm -hmm. we don't give up our, we don't live where we never go outside, right? We go outside, and we work, and we study, and we have friends, and then we... But you have to have times where you come back and remember Allah. Does that make sense? Like, if you think about it, you're at school. If you didn't pray, you would not remember Allah that whole time. Because you're not locked in the masjid all day. You're going out, you go to your family or friends, you go to school, parents go to work. If you don't remember Allah regularly, is important because one prayer is worth ten prayers, so we pray five times a day, and how much reward do we get? How many prayers do we get? 50. Fifty. Fifty. And that's a good deal. Five prayers for Yeah, a person might get, they get a sin if they don't keep their promises and they might get even a, they might get a, a big punishment for not keeping their promises as well. So yeah, it's really important for people to keep their promises as much as they can. Sometimes it's not your fault, right? Would you agree? Sometimes it's like, you just, it wasn't your fault. You couldn't, you know, you tried to do it, but you you, you couldn't do what people ask you to do. So it's important as well. Yes, and that mean as Muslims because we see that ilaha illallah does that mean we can do anything we want to do and fall back into that's a very that's a very very good question. So the question relates to yesterday we were talking about yesterday, last week's power We were talking about the hadith of the Bitak. The man who comes with how many scrolls of bad deeds? Ninety nine. Ninety nine, as far as his eye can see And the only thing he has in his favor is La ilaha illallah Does that mean as Muslims That we can rely on that And we can say that Well I said la ilaha illallah so it's fine I'm going to give you three reasons Why we can't do that Okay? There are many reasons But I'm going to give you three reasons Why we can't do that The first reason is that La ilaha illallah isn't just a word that you say It has actions that come along with it So it's not just saying la ilaha illallah it's living la ilaha illallah does that make a difference? difference? do you understand what I mean? it's not just saying it I mean the munafiqeen say la ilaha illallah the hypocrites say la ilaha illallah but it doesn't count there are conditions, you have to say it truthfully and you have to act on it and practice it, so that's the first thing the second thing is that a person doesn't know what So a person can never ever rely upon one thing they do and say this is you know I've done this one thing it's all I need. True? Okay. The third thing is that regarding this man mm-hmm. we don't know what caused the man to get to that situation. Did he do good deeds but he uh, his good deeds were taken away by other people who he did wrong to them or is it the case that he had just become muslim and he died like that with the you know, la ilaha illallah or whatever the case may be so a person cannot rely upon just saying la ilaha illallah they have to act upon la ilaha illallah and that means doing what allah told you to do as much as you can and you don't know what situation you'll end up in on the day of judgment but perhaps la ilaha illallah will get you out of a great that you did, but at the end of the day, you can't rely upon uh, upon one thing. Like the Prophet said in the <laughs> hadith of muad don't give the, don't tell people about something that they become, it makes them lazy, right? Like they don't want to do anything anymore. You have to work hard. <laughs> the one who wants to go to Jannah and works hard for it. yeah
1: possible but then how did he end up with 99
0: scrolls of bad deeds because if he only became Muslim at the moment he died then his bad deeds have to be erased but it, it, there are many possibilities, there are many ihtimalat about this person but it's not to rely on anyway, it's a blessing in the, in the virtue of la ilaha illallah and we feel happy about it but it doesn't, we don't rely on it, we don't say that there is no any. I don't need to do anything good any person has to work hard جاهدوا فينا If the people work hard for Allah, Allah will guide them. Okay, guys, I think we have to wrap it up there. That's what Allah made easy for us to mention today, and Allah knows best. Wassalamu